Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. Hey, all this is Colton. And this is Victor. And sometimes it takes a podcast host to catch a podcast host. How you doing, Colton? Mm. Told you it was really bad. I told you it was really really bad. bad. That's really bad. Much much like some of this episode, we are here to discuss season six, <laughs> episode eleven. Um, the second to last episode is called what, Colton? It is called Talk to the Hand. No. <laughs> what's the, what's what's the second? Oh, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> I really did. It is the um Benjamin Ultimate Nailed the- it. Theodore, <laughs> Theodore the Third. <laughs> It is the penultimate. The, the, pen, right? the, the, the go the ahead. Penultimate, right? Is, is that yes, is actually the, uh, the second to last episode of a season is called a penultimate episode. Benjamin Ultimate. <laughs> it's the uh, the Benjamin button of the series. Talk to the hand. Um, so we have one more episode left of this godforsaken season, <laughs> and talking about we we uh you i think a little bit more than me and maybe because this is what i do more it sounds like you were getting a little worried of just being like i'm just bitching all the goddamn time and like i mm-hmm. can't really talk about anything you know we we both kind of go into it's like damn i hope i don't bitch a lot and then it's like you know cut to 20 minutes at the podcast and it's like why yeah. are they doing this why do they do that and we're we're yeah. both we're both there so i told you i was uh, i was Thinking about season seven, and I think we're in for a really good treat. I was like doing some season seven Googling at work, like just going through episodes, just trying mm-hmm. to remember stuff. And like, I, I remember watching this season live in 2011. And I think the huge problem with this season is, and it, I, I feel like if I gave you time to like dissect what's wrong with this season, I feel like we would both come to at least the same area arena of the word, and that's uh, predictable. Yes, nothing is surprising. Like the the twist of the Brian Moser, and I guess we get to finally get to talk about it about the Deb and Dex stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Moser thing, sure it works. The Deb and Dex thing, it just it almost feels like reaching. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah. Okay. So it, it just it the season kind of felt predictable. And I say all that to say that we have these two episodes to get through. And I find myself saying, like, I think this is going to be worth it for season seven because I don't think season seven is predictable. But I think they just do a better job of storytelling. I think what we get lost when we're sitting here bitching and I'm with you, like, I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're bitching. I'm also bitching a lot. Um, The show has lost its like compass of like. Dexter's an awesome character. Yes. He's this, he's this like fairy tale of like, not a fairy tale. He's like this unicorn of like the killer who kills killers. And mm-hmm. he was always like really quippy and like it was funny to in you know. And now we're just in this like terrible slog of like Travis Marshall and just the bullshit. I, I don't know. Uh, um, so so I think I just kind of say like I, I hope I can't wait to get to see I can't wait to get through these two episodes and mm-hmm. get to really good i think we're gonna have trouble with season seven in terms of talking about it because it's like it's like good stuff you know like i haven't really experienced that since like season one of the podcast right like well like what i said i can't remember season seven so i actually i i really don't awesome that's awesome by the way and i may get into it i may watch like episode one and be like oh now i remember i remember this i remember this but i really i don't really remember hardly anything from it so I'm that part of it. I'm actually excited about Um, the, what the bitching part of it. Like I get that we're doing it. And this was my problem when I did the, uh, the boardwalk empire podcast was I would constantly like, you know, and I've said this again on this one is I would constantly like me and my co-host, I'd be like, look, we're turning this into the boardwalk empire bitching podcast. But the problem is, is that both of the, both this show and that show, they, turn into that like they start out so amazing dexter season one two three you know what you know what i mean they're yeah, they yeah. start out so well 
and then they turn into this. And I get that Dexter and Boardwalk, they're not the same thing. By any means, they're not the same thing. But Dexter had this cool element, like what you're talking about, serial killer. He's kind of a hero in a dark way because he kills killers and stuff like that. But it also had this campiness to it, which was great. Like, that campiness was awesome. It was kind of fun. But... I feel like where they're at now, they don't know where to go. It's like, do we be serious? Do we be campy? Do we be B movie? Do we not be B movie? Do we be surprising? Do we not be like, there's too many things that are going. And I think that's ultimately where this season at least has really hit this weird mark where they just didn't know where to go. Yeah. Um, and I think that's ultimately what leads to me bitching about it. And, and a lot, and I'm not, I know for a fact, I'm not the only ones because I know like in reading, like I said, um, 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 AV club, AV club. And so 2011 people were, people were harder on it than I was. Like there's some of the stuff I'm reading and I'm like, and y'all are being a little hard on this show. (laughs) (laughs) This, this season, I remember thinking this back in 2011, like if I remember thinking like, okay, I know Dexter is going to get in a boat in the middle of the ocean, but I know it doesn't mean anything because I know like literally seconds after that air at live in 2011, it's the previews for next week and Dexter is back on the ground again. So it's like, it's so predictable. You know, Dexter is going to come back Mm -hmm. and it was just like, and it's like you, and you know, if there's not some huge plot twist, like that could have ruined the show because yeah, it's so predictable. You know, Dexter is going to kill Travis and we'll talk about, Whatever. There's a lot yeah. that we're talking about that we have to talk about later, whatever. Um, but it just kind of reminded me and I just I got like a little reinvigorated over how season seven has some there's some bad in season seven, but like I think there's a lot of good. Mm-hmm. Um I have no idea how in two episodes I haven't been able to come up with a that's what she said from a Dexter character. <laughs> it's like not existent. Like I have to take one of Masuka's grunts in the background and like make it that, but it, <laughs> like it's just it's it's if it's there we'll do it. If not, I I mean I have. I was trying. Any, yeah, no, I because as I'm watching him now, I'm like, okay, I need to rewatch it and I need to think of this. I'm watching every line like meticulously <laughs> trying. I can't find it. I'm like, they intentionally wrote this show so nobody can make this joke. <laughs> um, I was telling you off air that we actually have Dexter reboot 2021 yes. news. Um, this is the official synopsis that came on. If you're listening to this on Monday before Thanksgiving, uh, this news is already like five days old, so it could be really old for some people. But I, I feel like if you haven't seen it, that means it wasn't like slapped across your timeline. Yeah, no, I don't know how I didn't see this. Um, this is the official synopsis for the upcoming Dexter reboot, courtesy of Showtime. Uh, set 10 years after Dexter Morgan went missing in the eye of Hurricane Laura, the revival sees the character now living under an assumed name in a world away from Miami. That's it. So he's not, well, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess they okay. set the heart, they set the hard timeline of it's going to be 10 years, 10 years, which, uh, I think pretty much evens out with Zach's timeline to today. Like I think I think that finale up oh, here I go again pull up pulling up the uh pulling up the uh what do you call um the timeline but I'm pretty sure it's going to be 10 years from 2011 not 2012 right cuz you got to think about um how the show ends and whatnot. anyway um I, I think I think it's just okay we it's I think news is going to trickle out like that um yeah and that's how we're going to no, they have I to have like like little things, and I do like that because now we know that for a fact it's a continuation of the current time period. Which I was saying, I kind of like that. It's kind of in a way, a little bit with like what I was talking about with Logan, where it's like okay, they didn't do like a, it, this is six months later or something like that. Yeah, I like a big age gap because that gives them a lot of opportunity to right. kind of. I don't know, reinvent the character and it's not too weird because you could be like, okay, Dexter would be like this because it's been 10 years. That's a shit long, like that's a long time. So, so according yeah. to according to Zach, the episode 12 air of season eight air is August 29th. So okay. of, of 2012. Okay. So if they play with the timeline, if the show comes out next year, it's weird to say it's nine years after what happened, but I get it. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. A year isn't going to change or whatever. Um, no. 
that's that. And I have, I think I have one more thing. Oh yeah, that's it. I, I can get into the episode now. I wonder what his name's going to be. Now that's like all I can think of. Like, are we wow. going to hear like this other name? Kind of like Kyle Butler. Are we going to hear like, right, right. Because it's not the first time, obviously he's used another name. So that's not like that weird, but I'm wondering if there's going to be like a whole episode where like, we never hear the word Dexter or something. Cause that would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> You know what's funny, and I always hate this. I don't know how much you see this stuff, but you ever see like people doing YouTube videos of like trailer breakdowns? Like yeah. they do like a thirty-minute episode on a two-minute trailer. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be those people. Oh, a hundred percent. To come on and talk about it once the once the trailer drops. Like I have to do a thirty-minute episode. Like, all right, dude, dude, if you saw that one scene, the way Dexter's <laughs> right arm went up, dude, he, he's a, he, he's a dragon. No, no other way to go about it. <laughs> One minute and 12 seconds. You can see clearly right there. Trinity, he's back. Wait, what? <laughs> Any black guy is going to be Dokes. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dokes 3.0. He's coming in. Saw it happening. <laughs> oh, shit. Called it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, before we get into this episode, uh, let me... I, I, I wish we should... We, should do this before every episode, but I feel like we are going to come here with different viewpoints in terms of you didn't particularly enjoy this episode. No, I didn't. I, there is huge truck size plot holes in here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I watched it this morning. We're recording on Friday, November 20th. I really enjoyed this episode. Like I, I had like a good time with it. I don't, I don't know if it's like the mood I was in or something, but I was like, wow, I, I'm liking this. Like, Okay, the, I say that there, there's certain parts of it I like. Okay, like I said, I really like Travis's character in this. I like where it's like he's what he's turned into. I really like that part of it. Um, there's just a couple other parts of it where I'm just watching. I'm just like, okay, no, like, I don't know what it is. Um, but we'll get I mean, we like I said, we'll get into that yeah, when we, yeah. we actually get into the episode. Let's let's start from sort of the ground up, and uh, I guess in, in we could start with Deb and Matthews and that little revelation. Okay. Uh, so Deb goes finally goes to dinner with Matthews, and for all of these people being police officers and higher ups, and you know work their way through the system, I think on all accounts this has been an absolutely terrible way to handle it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like they talk about you're playing with the pros now and everything. This is this is how I would handle it. This something like this, just like yeah. absolutely terrible. Um, th- there's something I really want to get to. I just want to go through some stuff here. Uh, Matthew talks Deb into dropping the case, and she sort of agrees to it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, this this is definitely nitpicking. So did they just eat? Like, did they just <laughs> order? And they're like, "Can I have the salt?" And like. How's yours? Like, that's so weird. I don't know. Like, because I guess like that's the only thing I can think. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to have at least ordered the white or the red wine because they were talking about that. <laughs> right, so right. you've got to at least get that amount. But other than that, I would assume they would have eaten. I mean, I would have still doing it because, I mean, they're at like some fancy ass place. The dude's buying. Right. I've been like, oh, man, you know, this is expensive. It's the cost of my my rent. Like, hey, get some yo, of this yo, to go. Hey, right. the New York Strip, like, what cut is, like, <laughs> like, are you talking Angus? Or is this just, like, what are you talking here? Co- Kobe? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just order the most expensive thing on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> so part part of why I wanted to start here is because I want to uh, – it, it's rare that it's happened just in terms of – because I've seen it so many times. So I have a very one-sided view of everything, but – what we see in this episode, you've changed my mind into thinking that LaGuardia was 100% behind giving the Morris father. Um, do it. Do it. The, I, I know I'm doing it. I'm doing too slow. I'm too slow. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to give you. I can't do two at the same time. There we go. Um, because after. So basically how this plays out is. Matthews gets Deb to agree to drop the case. Mm-hmm. The next day, Deb walks into her office. Matthews is pissed because some people found out, and now he's getting forced into retirement. Not some people. Like the director found out. His boss found out. His boss found out. <laughs> That's not some Deb, people. 
Deb goes outside and Matthews is getting pissed at Deb for apparently he maybe told someone. Deb goes outside and finds out it's LaGuerta. And LaGuerta's like, this is how you play the game. You know, mm-hmm. you just you were just got played. You only got this position because you got back of me, blah, blah, blah. Which brings me to this is where I say I like this episode, but there's some big bets uh, plot holes in it. Throughout all of this, first of all, why would Matthews ever go to LaGuerta to start this? Like Dude, that, that is the worst person to go to. And this, he knows. They one, they hate each other. Like they both right. they both hate each right. other. He hates her, she hates him. Like they hate each other. Why couldn't you this is Deb is the person that you literally are sitting there talking about. This is somebody that you've known from birth. You couldn't literally just go to her. She has the the only other person that respect that she respects male wise that she respects more than Dex or d- than less than Dexter. Dexter is probably the person she looks up to the most and all that. It's Matthews. Like Matthews is the closest thing she has to a father figure, basically at this point, right? I mean, she's got all yeah. kinds of daddy issues and stuff like that, but that's like somebody she's looked up to her entire career is Matthews. If he literally came to her and just said, "Look, I fucked up." Okay, my wife died. I'm going through some really serious times right now. I got a hooker. Like, I met up with this girl. I met her on this. You know, we had our thing, and she died. I, I, I This is how it happened. I don't know what else to say. Can you help me? Maybe she would. Maybe she wouldn't. But you know what? She would not have done what Glogorta did. Right. Like, that's the last person you want to go to. I, I don't know. It strikes me as so odd that when he's sitting there yelling at Deb, Oh, that, don't, Math, that Matthews doesn't know Laguardo was behind this. It's like, who else? <laughs> you got to remember, so, it's the so position bad. he's in means that at some point he was a detective. He had to be a shit detective. Right. Like his solve rate was probably so like, yo, Tom, your your solve rate's at five percent, bro. Like, yeah, we really yeah. need you to get better about this. And and <laughs> what I think the fix is is this happens with Matthews earlier in the season. But also something happens with like Batista because like when you say people she respects most, Batista's also up there because she w- she like needed Batista's blessing to even take the job. Mm-hmm. So why not have like Batista who's been known in the past? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have him commit something that's unethical or maybe past unethical murder mm-hmm. or something, something to the effect where Matthews is like, hey, I'll help you. You help me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but this whole thing, and she gets gets she just gets played in this pawn. But I say all that to say that this does come back in season seven. So yeah, I, we could drop it there. I think it's just really dumb to not make Matthews realize, be like, oh my god, I got played by Laguerta, and Deb has been a pawn this entire time. Like mm-hmm. it's so dumb that he doesn't they they don't realize that. But I don't get it. Which, um, you, you know, Deb Deb goes to therapy. And I don't even remember when it was. I think it was the Six Feet Under podcast where me and you, I don't know if we did an episode on incest or we just talked about it for a while on how prevalent random it is in like a bunch of media like Game of Thrones, Dexter, uh, Boardwalk Empire. I know we definitely uh, Sons of Anarchy. I know we, you definitely talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember if I was on on that episode or not, but I know for oh, a th- you, you were the one who like brought up because I don't, I don't, I never oh. watched Sons of, Sons of Anarchy, and you were the one. And there was like something else. Oh, you're right. No, I, I was on that one. It was Sons. Of, yeah. yeah, there's well, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Star Wars. Um, oh, right, right, right. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's a bunch. It's, it's, bun- it's a yeah, bunch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and we basically get to reveal that whether it's the therapist pushing. Deb into the idea or like Deb is pushing the therapist into saying it. Deb just has this crazy spiral into like, maybe she loves Dexter. And when dude, when like, I I imagine when, when Grace gets a few years older, you can experience this where it's like when the therapist asks Deb, do you want to be with Dexter? And Deb is just like, Oh, this is not a good medium. Like, just <laughs> like you know, she wants to say yes. Like, yeah, I imagine it's like it's like when you catch a little kid in a lie, and they just like almost want to answer it, but they're just like, "This is a, <laughs> it's terrible what I'm doing because it's only on a, it's only an audio medium." 
you know, it's like the jaw. You can say like the jaw drop, right? It's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Deb is like quivering. Um, I'm so I, I'm not sure if I ever asked you how do you feel about this incest storyline, even though it's not technically incest. Mm-hmm. But no, it is. It is technically incest because they were raised brother and sister, but they're not biological. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I would say it's it's not technically incest. I would say that it isn't technically. Now, is it weird? Yeah, it's weird because this is somebody that you were raised with from birth because Dexter's older than her, right? So De- she was born after they had already adopted Dexter. So this is her brother as far as she's concerned. Biologically, no, it's not. But raised, this is your brother. So weird, yes. Um, I... I know it was always. Do you you buy this in the Dexter world? Like, are you on board? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you like it? I don't like it. No. No. But I don't think it's out there. I don't like it, but I don't think it's out there. The only reason I don't like it is because it has been kind of. I remember it being talked about before this ever happened. Before this ever happened, I remember that being talked about with people who were like, you know, I I, kind of feel like Deb kind of likes him. I feel like it, if. They, the therapist just went with this and was just kind of like putting in her head and then that was it. And then it never escalated above that, but it was always just a minor tension thing. I'd be okay with it. But it obviously gets to like, I just feel like they just go headfirst into it where that's like all now that the, that it, the focus is on for a while. And I'm like, no, I just kind of wish it was more like a background thing. That's my, my only thing. I... I mean, when you, uh, if you, if you take the initial shock out of it, like Deb and Dex love each other, well, Deb loves Dex, it's immediately just like, ew, no, because you just think of them as brother, sister. And I think what this show tried to do is once you peel that away a little bit and and you kind of make sense of Deb's past, I can see where they kind of came up with this. I definitely think this is more of a shock value. Than mm-hmm. it has anything else. Yeah. But I, I'm on like, t- <laughs> this is so terrible to say. I'm on team incest. All right. Like I'm okay. okay. I'm okay with this storyline. Cause I do, I'm with you. Like it makes sense. Do I love it? No. The scene where they just start showing there, I'm on the couch <laughs> and do, and all they keep showing is the close-ups of both of their lips and like they're eating and I think that's supposed to be like sensual in a way just how close it's they show not, it to the lips. That's the thing like it's not your Chinese food is not sexy. I'm sorry. It's not sexy. <laughs> it's sexy when I'm hungry. Other than that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like like he's like like sitting there eating and he's making these like slurping sounds and I'm just like okay first off he's greasy because he's got MSG on his face so no <laughs> I, I I don't know I wonder I wonder if the intent because I don't know about you and I've I've watched this this show plenty of times and every time the scene comes on I know it's coming I know exactly the moment it's going to come I know what exactly what happens after it happens. I am always uncomfortable. And I wonder if some of that uncomfortability is just showing them eating with the close up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what it reminds me? I think it's supposed to add like all this cringy uncomfortableness because it is an uncomfortable topic. You know what it actually reminds me of? When I was watching this, um, and I knew it was a dream, obviously, the first time I watched it, I just I just knew it was. It reminds me exactly of the scene where Dexter's telling Deb he's going through it in his head that he's the Bay Harbor Butcher. It's almost like the exact same scene, only this time instead of Dexter confessing something, it's Deb confessing something. Right, right. I don't know why. It's just every time I watch it, that's all I can think of. I'm like, this is the exact same thing. Which I that part I actually I really like that because it's kind of like to me in a way, it's kind of putting them both like, hey, y'all are both kind of the same. Like maybe it puts some validation that y'all should be in love. Like y'all right, are in right. a way kind of connected. So yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um and and this is another thing that will will sort of play out. Um, but but I guess as we stand, and again, I feel like I'm repeating myself so much here. Mm -hmm. A lot of, and I guess why I'm repeating myself a lot here is because there is so much setup for season seven. 
And they never do that in a Dexter show. It's always season ends and that's it. Because on the other in the other little storyline that I'll fit in here, we see Lewis drawing on the ice truck killer hand and all you know is he's going to mail it to Dexter. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to have done this podcast in 2011 because we would have some crazy fucking theories like that's Brian Moser's fucking AV club has so many theories. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and it's like, and I do think, and, and I've been trying to talk to uh, Scott. I, I've been saying it. I'm trying to get one of the writers on. I would, I know what really happened, why he got written off the show, but they definitely had bigger plans with him. Um, we'll get into that later. Cause I actually, I want, yeah, always want to yeah. ask you why, but then I'm like, no, I, I want to find that out late later on. So yeah. Um, but I, yeah, this, this would have been great. Cause dude, I, I think we would have done like, episode 11 and then we would have released like a bonus podcast just lewis theories because he has the same the same stature as brian moser he's tall and lanky he's into this shit and he's clearly honing in on only dexter um well that was all fun that was definitely all over av club like when i'm on there and i'm looking at comments everybody's like lewis you mean brian's son like yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, it would have been fun. Uh, unfortunately, we, oh, we know we know what it is. See, this this would have been something that would have been great for Marissa just to been like, so what do you think? And just hearing whatever she says, like, and just laughing at her, which I do anyway. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go to um, DDK and all of that nonsense, we're gonna combine that with Deb's portion, right? Of DDK, the little bit that's kind of connected and stuff like that, right? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have okay. like just the Deb personal stuff and the Matthews, everything else I left for Perfect. in there. Let's see it. Um, Batista is captured by Travis, who also sends Beth Dorsey to go do Warmwood. I still refuse to believe that in the same station or the same way Angel, Masuka, Quinn, uh, Mike Anderson, that they all report to work the same way Beth Dorsey is walking in. <laughs> like, I just refuse. Oh, God. It'll never not bug me. Never will. Um, it's that easy to get in. I know. And I know she steals. They have Batista's card. So now no metal detectors go off or whatever the hell that is. Um, I just don't. I don't believe it. I don't buy it just because one. When the office I worked in, like, you, okay, so you had to have a card, right, to get in. Like, we had to use our, our, our like, government-issued card, right? It had a magnet reader on the back just like this. There was one, two, three entrances in our building, okay? There was three in our entire building. Every single entrance, there were people that worked by that entrance because I was one of them. My office was literally by one of the entrances. And if you ever saw anybody, which there was at times when like a door would get jammed or something, because the way our okay, this is a whole long story, right? The way our office was set up, like you could, like, if a door got jammed, which unfortunately it's government funded, it happens a lot. Um, but the way our area was set up, people would just like walk, try to walk into the back of the building, thinking they could get in, and I, we would every once in a while you'd hear people like try to get in, but they couldn't. But if it was like jammed where they could open it, you'd see somebody walk in, and you just see this person walking in, like. Yeah, you're not in uniform, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, right, this exact- right, right. So I just don't believe that she can just sit there and take this and just like walk in and nobody's like all the wiser. There's no way. And this is post 9-11. Like, yeah, I don't believe yeah. it. I don't believe it at all. Um, I, I feel like we haven't and I don't even think he's worth mentioning anything about Quinn. Because, no. I mean, he sa- he saves Batista and he's kind of like a drunken mess and they get into a little thing. I don't think we're going to talk Quinn matters until like middle of season seven. Um, so Beth Dorsey goes into Miami Metro with Wormwood on her back, which is releasing this gas. I know mm-hmm. whatever. And she requests to speak to Deb personally. To me, if you strip away, this is really hard to say. It sounds like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. If you strip away the silliness of her sitting there and her with this huge backpack and no one says anything the wiser, um, I think this is a I there's like tension for me in this scene, knowing that she's gonna walk in there with this backpack, she's gonna release the gas. I like this scene, even though I think it's fucking stupid. I don't know how how I'm making any sense. No, the um, actual scene itself. 
other than how she gets in there, the actual scene itself, I really like it. I got nothing the connection. It. The connection like Dexter makes while he's like looking at his screen on the fake Facebook, mm-hmm. the, whatever they have book face. Meet and Matt he realizes, <laughs> yeah. And he really, <laughs> I got to get what that name is. Cause it's so terrible. Um, and when he realizes that's her, like mm-hmm. that instant, like whatever. Um, I, 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 yeah, there's like, I just love the way it like builds up. What I don't get is Dexter manages to catch, you know, some of the gas just because the way it's released and she pushes mm-hmm. her in. Does gas not come like under the door? <laughs> like, are those like vacuum sealed rooms? Okay. To be fair, I was actually, I'm, like I said, I'm trying not to bitch on this episode. So th- how I had to work it in my head is that he pushes her into that room. That room is a interrogation room is how I'm putting it in my head. And because it's an interrogation room, they want to make it uncomfortable. So either a, it's got like no AC vents, no nothing or something like that in it. But then they also have it kind of sealed off to make it as clammy and uncomfortable in there as possible. Or, he pushes her in there, keeps her in. The gas is in there just enough that everything's going on. And then he gets away from it because she's dead and he knows he doesn't have to hold it anymore. That's the only thing in my head I can think of. I don't, I'm like I said, I'm actually trying, I'm trying to like go with the flow, like follow the code. And <laughs> just because I don't want to sound bitchy either. I am going to accept that, that yes. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I'm, that's with I'm, I'm with yeah. you. That's fine. Uh, um, I think and, and we've talked about it so much, but I'm kind of like reading my own notes here. So this is kind of like what I think of while I'm watching the episode. Uh, I think there's some wild inconsistencies with season six. Some plot points weren't set up properly and some were. You know, we're talking if you got to remember where we came from a lot in, earlier in the season with Brother Sam and, and, mm-hmm. and any of the Professor Geller stuff. When they mention uh, Noah's arc play for the next episode. Mm-hmm. I just like that they just mention it just so the next episode, it's not like, here's this thing out of the blue. And it, all it takes is like a line. It's literally, mm-hmm. it's like a, a really quick scene, whatever. Um, I don't have really anything to add besides like, I at least, I at least like that it feels cohesive. Like mm-hmm. that's brought up. So when it happens next week, it's not like, oh, all of a sudden he has this play. Like, no, it's kind yeah. of brought up and Dexter forgot about it because he's a fucking psychopath running around town trying to catch, you know, <laughs> fucking religious freak. <laughs> it gets abandoned in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> God. Anyways, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Travis watching the news that Wormwood failed. And this is where I also realized some of, cause you always say, I like season six and I don't know why. And then you were like, Oh, I saw like some of Colin Hanks acting. Yes. Um, I thought this was the episode we get where he yells at the dead people. But it's actually next episode. Oh, it's. I was going to say when I kept watching, it's like I never hear him say. It's like I think he said. I started questioning myself. I was like, maybe he doesn't say what I'm thinking he says. And you know what? Maybe I thought it too because I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure it's not in the next next week's episode. But um, either way, he's he is creepy in this. He is. He is. He's like, creepy. He's creepy in a way of that he's completely unassuming. Like he's like the weird kid in school. Like that's why he's creepy because mm-hmm. he's definitely not like one on, I'm not a big guy. I feel like I can beat him up, but yeah, he's, he's not about beating you up. It's like after you beat him up, he's actually laced your house with like cockroaches. Yeah. Know, no, he's like not that. Arthur Mitchell. Like Arthur Mitchell was right. like nerdy, but it was like, okay. Underneath like those tucked in, like the tucked in like khakis that you're wearing, you could probably rip me in half. Right. right like right. that was Arthur Mitchell. Colin Hanks, it's like I'm looking at him like, okay, you're going to try to sell me a Bible. I know that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, yeah, but at the same time, he would be like, <laughs> he's like, here's some chlorine gas in your house. <laughs> like, that's exactly yeah, what he yeah, would do. Yeah, Um, And I think, and they've been doing it all season, and they do it next episode, v- very in your face. The parallel of Dexter and Travis, because it's almost back-to-back scenes where Dexter's like, you know, you need a beast to catch a beast. And Travis, like in the same episode, realizes like, all right, Beth, Doomsday Adam didn't work. Beth failed at Wormwood. Like now it's me. I have like, I have to sacrifice myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like both of these fucking psychopaths, which we don't, don't talk about enough. They're both fucking crazy. We just think Travis is crazier, but he's not. This is like the Batman and Joker thing. They're both fucking nuts. Yeah. 
they're just one one lens a little bit this way and one leans a the other yeah. way um but this is where where i thought i saw your like yeah like travis colin hanks gets a lot better towards the end this is what I wish the whole he his character kind of would have been because you can make him a religious fanatic and make him this insane of a character the whole season and I would it would have completely changed the dynamic of the show and I would have been yeah. a okay with it like completely I would have been okay with it okay okay <laughs> sorry. <laughs> She's learned to give kisses goodnight, and it like makes my day. So, <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. Wish she, I, don't, I know. I don't, she, I, don't, I don't. I don't have an awe sound. So, as I say, if you leave it in or not, but she finally learned that, and it was just like you just say like, "Oh, you're gonna give me a kiss goodnight." She leans in, she goes, Mwah, and I'm like, "Oh God, yes." <laughs> you can kind of, you can kind of hear it, so I'm gonna leave it in. Um, <laughs> so you'll always have this podcast to go back and listen to. Oh, good. She'll look back um, on this as she's 16. Yeah. Dad, why would you do that? I hate you so much. <laughs> God, Dad. <laughs> why did you hate Dexter? It was such a good show. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> what if I'll even show it to her? <laughs> um, All right. Dexter sets up his own tableau. And okay. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I ahead. wanted to go back one little thing because I'm going to compliment Colin Hanks' character. Okay, but I'm going to follow that up with a big bitch. Okay, <laughs> because I like you said, this character, I love this. I'm a little weirded out. Like, who is this house? I kind of wish they would have talked about the house he was in and stuff like that, like giving a little insight into it. D- unless I'm mistaken, they don't ever talk about whose people this house is and stuff, do they? No, they just he's in this house and you kind of don't know why. And then like at the end of the scene, you just see. The two people dead on the floor, right? Which is fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to complain about that. Like I, that makes it even more creepy. That just means he went into some random people's house. Even more creepy. The painting he does of Dexter is the most god awful painting he has done this entire season. I don't understand it. It's like Dexter. You know what it looks like? In all honesty, you know what it's just looks like. It looks like um, um, Michael C. Hall. And six feet under when he played his old self in the last episode. Right. Like that's right. all they it looks like the whoever was really drawing was like, hold on, hey, pull up six feet under. Let me just kind of draw that. Cause he was bald in that. It's so crazy. so I think I think we're a little bit out of time, out of whack in the episode, because I think that scene, which I want to talk about the painting. I think that oh, scene okay. comes that scene comes after. Oh, I thought it was right here. No, because and then that's where Dexter he does the tableau and he's seen on on camera, and, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I, I want Yeah, he, he sees the statue and Dexter is purposely on camera, and then what I think I, to me this is one of the best episodes of the season, despite huge inconsistencies. But the one part that I. I, I man, I, I should grab my Facebook. It's probably I gotta find out what day this episode aired because you remember how like we, we always send each other Facebook memories and we were talking about <laughs> all this shit, whatever. I and I, I must have commented on someone else's status. The fact that Dexter, so Dexter sends this video to Travis to bait him. Mm-hmm. He, he did this tableau and now he can he can bait him out and now you know Travis can come meet Dexter instead of Dexter having to find him. This fucking cell phone video he takes where he has it up the whole time and he keeps they keep showing slice of life. Then Travis fucking writes slice of life. And then the next scene has voiceover that Dexter says. I made sure to put the slice of life so Travis knows where do I go. It is so. I don't know if they think the viewers are dumb. It's a kind of it's an insult. Are they not? Are they terrible at like trying to get a point across? Are they afraid like someone would have said, how did Travis know where Dexter's boat is? Because that would have been like a nice subtle clue if they didn't do it. Nail it in your head three times. Fucking drives me crazy. (laughs) Do the painting. While the painting, I mean, if if we're going to take the character at face value, he apparently is a really good painter. Because that's fucking yeah. hard to do what he did. Oh, trust me. I'm, I can't do that. Don't get me wrong. I can't do that. I'm just more laughing at... No, no. It's, 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 <laughs> you have to just laugh at it. It is so funny. It's like giggly. Know, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's bald Dexter or if it's, it's just all because... of it. It's all of it. He has like six heads on his neck. 
Well, and it's like, like he's like he's like light skinned, and the rest of the thing is like dark because the first face that was on him was like tanned, and he was like, "Well, Dexter's not tanned. I can't make him tanned." <laughs> like, I don't know. There was just something. I don't know something about it. The first time I was just like, "This is bad." Like, so I, 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 actually, I still couldn't draw. I still couldn't draw it. So. Yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. I could still do. Um, I'll criticize like, the fuck out of it, but I can't yeah, draw it. <laughs> yeah, I actually have some trivia here, and I kind Ooh. of just thought of this. If you know what this is, then. Automatically, this is not trivia. This is not the second time we've seen a painting of Dexter on Dexter. Can you think of the first one? And there may even be a third. So, if I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess um, uh, Lila. Yes, remember at the end of season two, she draws that huge Dexter painting, and then it, she burns the ho- yeah. apartment on fire. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you're talking multiple times you're doing the same thing in this show between Dexter having to get move his family away to hide from the villain. You have another painting of Dexter. You have the villain again that Dexter's using and doesn't want to give it up to Miami Metro. You're talking about repeating the same shit and we're six. That's why I think when we bitch, it is warranted. Well, and like I said, I don't feel bad because of AV club. Like that's the only reason I don't feel bad. (laughs) Let's say I, I really am trying to compliment it. Compliment the show more this episode because there are there is a lot of good good stuff on it. Like I said, with with Colin Hanks's acting is amazing. Um, I'll even sit there and say it. him going through and doing the painting and adding Dexter's face to it that that doesn't bother me. I think that's amazing. I, I wanted I do kind of am curious who the first face was. I don't understand why he changed. I think it was it. just. I think it was just a. Like a, a beast, a demon. See, I, I think, think that would have been person in person up um, on purpose. I think it would have been a little bit cooler if maybe he had done like a different person, someone that we know from the show, like maybe Deb because he's trying to kill Deb, or maybe like something else. I don't know who. Like, just add something else, maybe that he had kind of disliked, like even Geller or something like that, right? Um, had put his face in and it was like, you know what? No, that's not the person I need to get Dexter. And then like, you see him wiping it away and then adding Dexter. I think something maybe like that could have been a little more dramatic. Um, but that, that, that's just me though. I think to both of our points, this whole season feels like if they would have taken what they had and just someone goes over them with the, the writers, just been like, Hey, why don't we tweak this? Why don't we tweak this just that's, a little? Honestly, I feel like it. you, you, you probably have a, one of the best seasons of Dexter, but I feel like this was so lazily. We finished this up. Ep- this season was written the way we do the podcast. We just fucking diarrhea out of our mouth. And you guys <laughs> listen to it without any, we just, we go into these episodes blind. Like Colton says, whether he liked the episode or not, we just talk about stuff we want to talk about. And then we just, we go. I have no idea what Colton exactly specifically wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's how they wrote this show, this season. What's the who's what's the showrunner's name for the new season that's going to eventually come out? I think it's back to Clyde Phillips, if I'm not mistaken, who did one through four. All right, so Clyde, if you're listening to this podcast, hey, no, no. Clyde is a huge Dig and Dexter fan. Huge. Okay. Clyde, so you are listening to this podcast. I'm just letting you know right now for a very small nominal fee, me and Dexter, me and uh, Victor, we will listen to the Dexter readoffs and then we will tell you what you're doing right and not doing right and what we would add to it. And you will appreciate our input. And by small nominal fee, I mean at least 50 bucks. There you go. Well, I'm getting high. it out there. <laughs> um, and, and Clyde, since you're listening, you're in charge of the uh, sweet potato casserole on Thursday for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, and then basically this episode closes out that uh, Dexter, that's another thing. You, you, you probably saw this on a AV club because it was like, so the gas, they mentioned that the gas that Dexter inhaled can make him woozy, fainting. Okay. And then at the end of the episode, Dexter does exactly that. Something else I noticed, and maybe, I, maybe I'm reaching, maybe I'm not. This episode's called Talk to the Hand. Okay. Christ-like. You know, when he's up on the cross, his na- he's na- his hands are nailed mm-hmm. to the cross. They nailed he nails Dex uh, Geller's hand to the statue, and at the end, when Travis captures Dexter, he stabs his hand in a way Dexter's laying almost Christ-like. Is that me reaching? Maybe I don't. If I'm there's That's one of good. two things: I'm reaching, or mm. the writers were lazy because they don't. They, I don't think they intended that, or maybe they did. No, Clyde, that, 
Clyde, let me know next Thursday. That's got to be because there's so many other places he could have stabbed him. The fact that he did it in right, the hand. Right. You know what? Because now that you're saying it in my hand, my head, my hand, my head, I was like, that's bullshit because that needle would go all the way through and the floor, the fluid would leak out and all that. Right, right. But that would be no, that's really good. That's that them doing that. I'm not even going to complain now. That's an amazing like that's that's some really good symbolism that right there. If they did that. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They, again, 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 Clyde, fuck $50. Hundred bucks. A ham sandwich. Oh, I was gonna say a ham sandwich. Yo, bro, you fly me out. You just let me meet Michael C. Hall. I will do anything. <laughs> I'll wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> I'll wear a mask. Um, and then you know, Travis captures Dexter. They head out to the lake, or uh, I guess wherever. They're somewhere out in the ocean. Uh, see, I know it's the Pacific, but it's supposed to be the Atlantic. And the boat explodes and Dexter escapes and we're left to wonder what happens next episode. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of our episode. Uh, One more thing. I know I keep saying that they keep throwing season one in your face. Uh, At the end of the episode, they play a song that hasn't been played since season one. I think they maybe played it some in season two. Um, It's called Hide Your Tears, but it's all season one stuff. Uh, oh, that's they, okay. The, yeah. Um, actually, if I, um, that's, I'm going to try and play it here because I could upload it really quick. Um, that's all I have on this episode. If we, I don't even have, I have um, a killer cut of the week, but I don't even want to do it. <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I don't think it's uh, um, good or anything. I honestly, um, I didn't get a good killer cut of the week either. I was really trying to, um, I just couldn't get one in this episode. Um, I don't know else what else to say on that, but the this was the song, by the way. Go ahead, you can keep speaking. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, um, yeah. No, I was trying to. The only thing I had gotten, I messaged you, but that that was me reaching for it. I don't think it needs to be brought up, even. So, uh, yeah, this song I actually remember loving from season one. Uh, and I'm, while this is playing, I'm going to try and find. I do have a killer cut of the week, and I might as well play it. Uh, okay, enough of that. Uh, let's see here. The killer, the killer. The killer. cut of the week. Cut of the week. I feel like I can control Colton through my keyboard. Just if I just keep playing sounds, I just get Colton to head nod and go. Uh, this is all I had for the uh, the killer cut of the week. Maybe it takes a beast to catch a beast. Because it's like a really cool line, but it's also terrible. Like <laughs> that's actually really bad. I didn't realize how bad it was until I'm just listening to it. I'm like, that's really bad. To me, to me, I I. I lean closer to it's bad, but I think it's kind of cool. I think I had this as my Facebook status, and I will absolutely <laughs> share that when it comes up. Um, oh, I think at this point, the season had ended, right? Uh, season six, Dexter. We're really close because uh, I know that I knew at one point we were going to get finally caught up because we were so close to like getting in there. Oh, this episode aired, the one we're doing right now, Talk to the Hand, aired December 11th. And this is the way the world ends aired uh, December 18th. So I guarantee, yeah, uh, December 11th, I will, we'll be like balls deep in season seven at that point. But um, yeah. Maybe it takes a beast to catch a beast. So dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess with that being said, we could, and usually we end up doing a, uh, uh, and we talked that we talked the whole big game at the start of the season about maybe doing a zoom mm-hmm. with all these people. Um, and I've been so goddamn busy at work that I think we're going to have to shift that to something about season seven. Okay. I just haven't had time. Cause like we record, we've been doing two episodes a week, um, which actually hasn't been bad. It's more my work shit has gotten in the way. I would like to try and do that though. I know if we do like a Q and a Q&A or one night or some shit, whatever. I'm fine. Like I said, I'm fine with that. I think that that would be a really fun thing. Cause I wanted to do that with my podcast, but I could never get it off 
the ground to get it done. So by all means, I, I think that would be a lot of fun if we have people on, because y'all, you have a ton of fans that are all about like communicating and like giving an input. I think it'd be a lot of fun. No. And I want to do it because we put, we, we record the episode, we put it out, people comment. And then it's like, that's the only interaction we have. Like these are, and I'm not trying to, I'm, I don't want to sound like I, I, it comes, it's coming out of my mouth, but these are all people who like actually enjoy listening to us. So it's like, no, let's, yeah, let's, like, let's like and if we like all lived within this somewhat close area, we probably would all be going out to have a beer. So like, yeah. maybe we could kind of make it like that. Like this is, you know, Victor and Colton are going to be at a bar night. Let's all fucking drink. Victor, and yeah. Victor and Colton are going to be at a bar night. They're going to say some more dumb shit. Like they usually do. Let's ask them, <laughs> yeah. some, let's ask them some questions so they can give some dumb answers. Like that would and be, if, and we can, we can call it that. Trademarked. And if you, and if you uh, <laughs> trademarked, nailed it. <laughs> and if you think the bitching, the bitching stops at this Dexter podcast, it doesn't. When as soon as we turn <laughs> off these mics, it's just me and Colton bitching for twenty minutes. Wives, <laughs> lives, podcast, each other, fans. No, no, no. <laughs> no You're gonna no. hit the bootlegging territory at that point. So. <laughs> I know, I know. so we we do have something planned. This week's probably gonna be a little crazy because we're doing. We're we're doing episode twelve on Sunday, yeah. and then closing out season six, and then once once and the holidays always get crazy. But I definitely would like yeah. one Friday or Saturday. Um, maybe we record and then we do it, and then we could kind of bullshit with people and bullshit in a good way. Yeah, I was gonna say, or we could, yeah, we can we can go through a couple ideas. I think yeah, I think it'll yeah. be a lot of fun. I definitely want to do a Zoom, Facebook Live, Zoom Zoom Live, something. do something. Yeah. I think that would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. With that being said, I think we close out this episode and head to the finale. This is the way the world ends, which is such a crap episode, except for one moment. We don't even need to do the podcast. <laughs> what is that? Phil? Is that Phil Hartman? It? No. Is it sing it again. Sing is- it again. This is in the end of the world as we know it. Wait, who is that? I feel fine. Yeah, who is that? Um, the, uh, is that the Rembrandt? Uh, R.E.M. The... R.E.M. <laughs> now, now we know what song. Uh, actually, I wanted to save that song for the end, but whatever. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, everyone. Yeah. Sounds good.